Hi there, welcome back to the Science Line Podcast. I'm Karisa Kahvi, the multimedia editor here at ScienceLine.org. Make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Disasters such as hurricanes create havoc and claim people's lives, but it turns out that they also cause people to age quicker than the others. Now we know about that thanks to Marina Wadowicz, a genomic scientist who look in how disasters affect the aging process in monkeys. Hannah Loss, take it away. We're having major flooding in the greater Houston area. Some cars underwater, people stranded on the roads. The eye of Hurricane Ike is moving toward major population areas along the Gulf Coast. You can see the horizontal sheets of rain continue to pound uh, as you were Growing up in Houston, Marina Wadowicz was no stranger to hurricane season. Names like Tropical Storm Allison, Hurricanes Ike, Rita, and Katrina all bring frightening memories of flooding and high winds. In August 2017, Wadowicz was about to start a PhD in genomics at the peak of hurricane season. Maybe the week that I started Hurricane Harvey hit my hometown of Houston just directly on and, and dumped over 50 inches of rain. And it destroyed several friends' homes, and actually my wife's family's home was destroyed. In her first year of graduate school at the University of Washington, Wadowich met Professor Noah Snyder-Mackler, who studies how environmental experiences impact the health and well-being of rhesus macaque monkeys in Puerto Rico. The same year Harvey hit Houston, Hurricane Maria had also devastated Puerto Rico. Puerto Ricans lost power and drinking water supplies for months, and eventually almost 3,000 people died. Still processing Hurricane Harvey, Wadowicz saw it as a sign. That was kind of a no-brainer for me to start in on this project. And so I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to turn my interest in genomics to something that I'm really personally invested in and, and have just experienced. A year after Hurricane Maria, Wadowicz traveled to Cayo Santiago, an island just over a half a mile off San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's made of two islands connected by a thin stretch of land, 37 acres in all. Snyder Mackler describes the L-shaped landscape. It's called an isthmus. Call that big Cayo and small Cayo, big Cayo, small Cayo. Instead of sunburnt tourists, the island shore is covered with free-roaming rhesus macaques, monkeys with grayish-brown fur and close-set eyes. They were brought here from India in the 1930s to start a research colony. The macaques are accustomed to humans, like researchers and staff from the Caribbean Primate Research Center, which oversees island operations and delivers food daily to the macaques. Cayo Santiago was not spared from Hurricane Maria's winds. 60% of the tree cover was lost, and even today, almost five years later, most vegetation is still gone. But when staff returned to the island the day after the storm, they were surprised to find most of the macaques still alive. Of course, we all wish that we could have put cameras on the island because no one knows exactly where they went or how they coped with the storm. The Cayo Santiago Research Center has over 75 years of macaque data, providing a unique look into macaque families over time. On top of that, island collaborators had blood samples from just a few years before the hurricane that Wadowich could compare to samples collected after the storm to look for genetic changes. Wadowich and her colleagues took a few microliters of blood from 100 macaques. The samples were frozen and sent back to a lab in Washington State, 
where the researchers extracted and sequenced the RNA to do their genetic comparison. What they found astonished them. The stress of living through the storm and then coping with a transformed environment seemed to cause the macaques to prematurely age, at least genetically, and at a stunningly rapid rate. The team published its results in February in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And so what we found is that in animals after the hurricane, the genes that were being expressed were very similar in many ways to genes that are expressed in older animals. But what we were surprised at was really the magnitude of those effects. I mean, we really didn't expect to see this two-year average increase in biological aging. When scaled to humans, this roughly equates to an increase of seven to eight years of a human life. Instead of chronological age, Wadowich was recording biological age, which is how old an individual, whether human or monkey, appears to be at the molecular level. This is different from simply the amount of time that someone has been alive and likely more relevant to health. So we can think about you know, presidents who come into office that first year, even though only one year has gone by, generally you know, they have uh, way more gray hair, but it's that idea at the molecular level that we can estimate biologically what age animals are more similar to. Wadowich has always been fascinated with species conservation and how animals might be affected by climate change. As an undergrad at Carleton College, she studied pollination behavior of moths and the effects of ocean acidification on reef fish. I think that there's so much benefit to having your hand in lots of different uh, jars, so to speak. And so I, I'm really excited about non-human animal ecology. The macaque blood data from before the storm was an opportunity to learn from the destruction that impacted so many people that busy hurricane year, from Cayo Santiago to Texas. I mean, on one hand, it was so incredibly devastating, but I'm glad that from that devastation, that the people throughout the Caribbean and especially in Puerto Rico suffered, that hopefully something beneficial can come out of that with this study and others. Usually, studies of natural disasters are only able to look at broad impacts on people, like hospitalizations and disease risk. Zeroing in on genetic changes gives more insight into how trauma increases the risk of age-related diseases. Rhesus monkeys make good models to study these changes because they are 93 to 95 percent genetically similar to humans. They even show age in similar ways. You could look at an old monkey and go, hmm, that looks like my grandma. <laughs> Julie Madison is a staff scientist at the National Institute on Aging at the National Institutes of Health, who also studies rhesus macaques. Madison says it would have been great if Wadowich's study had analyzed the exact same group of monkeys over several years, before and after the hurricane, instead of just a portion of the survivors. But, she notes, the population is probably the same since Cayo Santiago is such a controlled environment. I think they did a really good job with what they had available, and I think it, um, it basically bolsters what we what we do know about the fact that this kind of disaster situation is so detrimental in so many ways that we don't even necessarily know immediately, specifically at the immune function and inflammation and heat shock response. The results do fit into what previous research scientists have found about what happens to humans after a natural disaster or traumatic events. We see that they have uh, increased risk of age-related diseases, particularly cardiovascular diseases. 
numerous studies in humans link greater risks of cardiovascular disease and chronic inflammation to adverse events. One study of people living near the epicenter of an earthquake in Japan found a threefold increase in heart attacks afterwards. But Wadawicha's study stands out because it compares genetic changes before and after the storm. Data that scientists don't always have. They can't just subject humans to natural disasters whenever they feel like it. And I think what makes this particular study so important is the fact that we can't do this stuff to, to even monkeys. And so here's a situation where it, it happened and it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to use the data from something that was a naturally occurring incident. Wadowich will continue to sample the macaques to see if they retain their advanced biological age or if their immune systems are playing out a story of Benjamin Button and reverting to a younger state at the microscopic level, at least. This could give more insight into how increasing natural disasters will impact humans during the era of climate change. It also raises questions about health inequities following a storm. People who can afford to flee a storm in advance or live in higher income areas with better infrastructure that protects them from things like flooding may have less trauma-induced aging. However, these aging inequities may, in some cases at least, be offset by strong social support. Rhesus macaques are social primates that live in groups. So Snyder, Mackler, and Wadowich are looking to see whether these relationships may help macaques cope with an unpredictable environment after a hurricane. Anecdotally, and I think a lot of people who have suffered natural disasters would agree that stronger social connections really help you recover faster. And that extends beyond just the people in our community, but thinking about you know federal funding and how we can structurally help communities to recover faster. Wadowich graduated with a PhD in genomics and is thinking about postdoc research positions. For Snyder Mackler, he looks forward to seeing his mentees like Wadowich thrive as young scientists. And to see them develop and have their own sort of eureka moments when they're doing the science and see them really come to understand the value of the scientific tools and approaches and, and questions that we have and that we use, I think is the best part. Wadowich hopes to use these tools and one day apply what she's learned in rhesus macaques to humans, adding to ongoing epigenomics research. There's so much more to tear into at the molecular level to help us understand the entire landscape of how the peripheral immune system might be being shaped after natural disaster. For Science Line, I'm Hannah Loss. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Science Line podcast is currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It might help other people or even monkeys to find our show. Science Line is a production of NYU Science, Health, and Environmental Reporting Program. Our theme music is by Jazar at Free Music Archive. And for more info, visit us at sciencelineorg or send us an email at sciencelineatgmail.com. See you next time.